0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, worldwide evangelist
1: Nick Vujicic. But we know that this earth ain't our eternal home. We know we're going up there. So if my dad didn't die of cancer, he would have died of something else. Eventually we're all going home. Mm -hmm. So we can pray for cancer to be gone. We can pray for arms and legs. I have a pair of shoes in my closet in case God gives me arms and legs. (laughs) But I'm not waiting around for them. I'm complete. Cancer or not, rich or poor, I am complete because Jesus lives in me and I love Him.
2: Welcome to Live Today, I'm Randy Robinson. Sheila Walsh is with me. Indeed. I gotta tell you, we have so many great guests. You do. But I so look forward to when today's guest is here. He's been here several times and uh, it's just been a joy to watch him to, to grow over the years. And his family is growing like crazy over the years. <laughs> Would you welcome Nick Vujicic. Very good, Sheila. Hi everyone, thank you. All right, we got we got to start with this up, up top because <laughs> you you haven't just had you know. A, a, a child. You've
1: you've got. We, uh, have, a we, tribe, a we have a tribe. A little tribe yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got two boys, Kyoshi and Dayan, five and two and a half, and then we got two twin girls. Oh. Uh, and uh, they born were born in January? December. December. December twentieth, two thousand seventeen.
3: So just a few
1: months old. How's your wife doing? My wife is a rock star. She's amazing. Uh, she's got lots of help, of course. Okay, good. But uh, yeah, it's still a lot of. It's it's a handful. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, uh, But an, uh, she's amazing. I'm We're glad, loving
2: it. I'm glad she's got some help because I know you've been traveling some. Yep. You pulled back. March. Yep. You're not
1: traveling as much as you used to, and I, right. I applaud you for that. Yeah. You got that family. Can we? Can we? In context. I used to average maybe when I was a bachelor, two seventy days on the road. Once married, one forty and now we're down to 80 and we're going to 70. Yes, right?
3: 270 days on the road?
1: Right. Hey, when you got no responsibilities except going to and stand in front of the gates of hell and redirect traffic, you run your heart out.
3: <laughs> I love that, standing at the gates of hell, redirecting traffic, <laughs> yep. indeed.
1: But showing some godly wisdom. Amen. Yes, because Amen. It's- Your dad told me that too. Did he? He was very concerned for me, your dad. He's like, Nick, slow down. Yeah. Same thing. You know, and I think it's hard for someone with an evangelist heart because
2: sometimes you feel like you got to save the whole world, yeah. you know, and God opens up the doors. Recently, you preached to how many people was it in the Ukraine?
1: Yeah, so let's be let's be clear. I've never saved anybody. Right. I can't even save my own soul. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were in front of 800,000 people in Ukraine September 2017, mm-hmm. wherein 400,000 people gave their life to Jesus and 52 million people watched across 26 countries in 20 languages.
2: It's amazing. And I mean, that's
1: so, amazing. huge. I mean, yeah. God, op- God opens those doors, you, Yeah, he does. You, you walk through, He right? does, yeah. 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 And was when it we the called- church
3: in the Ukraine that invited you in? I mean, that's a huge thing. It's the
1: government, believe it <laughs> or not. The government? Yeah, because 2017, um, uh, it was the year of reformation. And so that's when Europe was celebrating the ability for every civilian to have a Bible in their hands and be okay with it. Uh, and so the government asked me to come to the government to talk about the Bible. Very good. Th- very good. Mm, yeah. And and it was amazing because it ended in them going on their knees to government and saying, "God forgive Ukraine of our sins, heal our land, help us to glorify you." Wow. And then they needed to do a celebration, and so they said, "Nick, we trust you. Can you please come in?" Because in 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 the Balkan region and and, and Russian speaking area of the world, um, Orthodox is the main right. religion, um, and the Orthodox accept me and love me because I'm not talking about Protestantism. I'm not talking about Pentecostal or a denomination of such. Hold up the Bible, hold up Jesus. And when I met Billy Graham, he said something something very, very profound I'll never forget. Preach the gospel. Uh, The gospel, you don't have to put down other religions you preach the gospel, the gospel is powerful enough in your yeah. own. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great.
3: Yeah. I read this new book of yours, Be the Hands and Feet, Living Out God's Love for All His Children. I love this, but I found the dedication really moving. Mm. Um, you say, I'd like to dedicate this book in loving memory of my dad, mm. um, Boris, who went home on May the 14th, 2017. I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I've kept the faith. Tell us a little bit about your dad.
1: Uh, My dad was one of my heroes and, uh, you know, he was very stern with me uh, when I was a kid. He's like, Nick, God never gave you arms and legs, but he gave you a brain. Use your brain. And uh, (laughs) coming from immigrant Yugoslavia as refugees, coming with nothing, straddling three different jobs, volunteering to plant a church with his wife, my mom, uh, a nurse, night shift, 40 hours, plus a disabled son, plus two other children. Uh, He taught us to not complain. And, and work hard, and do your best and God will do the rest. Mm. And so he said, Nick, uh, start a business, get employees, they can be your hands and feet. And uh, very wise, right? Yeah, I was totally six years practical. old when he told me that, though. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> And uh, it, took so it took a while. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I, I, I wasn't a child that was spoiled. If I wanted something, I would have to earn money to buy it. Mm. But the bottom line is this, he said, Nick, really, God has, has really, um, blown all of our expectations on everything that anyone could ever imagine. That he was so proud of us Mm -hmm. as children, but especially how God could take me around the world. When the doctor said, your son's never going to walk. Now the son that goes to government where they change laws to allow special needs children to go into school for the first time. And he, he just loved to see that even though I was one at one time wanting a miracle, I realize now you don't need a miracle to be a miracle for someone else.
2: Yeah, that's huge, wow. I wanna I want, I want go back to this though because you touched on something that you've been able to do and, and that is to really change people's minds and change government and school policies <laughs> on how they deal with children who have various difficulties. Right. And you, you, you're in a unique position to make them listen.
1: It is interesting when 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 when, God, when you understand that God has given you a platform of some kind, and you don't need a platform. Platform. It's your neighbors. It's your friends. It's 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 in front of the person who's who's behind the cashier counter. You have influence. You have platform, mm. and you can ask God. God, give me wisdom in how to say things persuasively or lovingly or caring. Um, mm. And here in America, um, we've actually developed through Attitudes Altitude, a curriculum that brings in values uh, to the school systems. We're in 22 charter schools uh, in Florida right now. And I was just there. Uh, months ago, speaking in front of 2000 first responders and teachers with the Douglas shooting uh, over there. And so when you have that influence there, we got to understand, let's do what we can as Christians. We may not have, we may not be able to say the J word in school all the time, (laughs) but to bring back those values. It's about us really living out God's plan for us that you and your testimony would be shared with others to let them know that the joy and the peace that the river of peace in your soul comes only from Him, mm-hmm. and so we all can be the hands and feet of God, living out God's plan for our life.
2: Yeah, I, I know. I, I I know some people are sitting at home watching, going, "Okay, well, he's in a unique position, and God's chosen to use him in a unique way, and he's an evangelist." And excuse, excuse, excuse. Do any of us as believers really have any excuse? not to be all that
1: God wants us to be? Look, uh, I think America has a disability, and I really feel like it's the prosperity gospel. I feel like it's so um, focused on what God can give me, and what can I do, and what can I have, instead of saying, God, how can I give, how can I serve? Um, Teach me to serve. And I really believe that the prosperity gospel will end in this country in 10 years. You wanna know what's happening in 10 years? A third of every job in America will disappear with robots and the pastors will not have the courage to talk about prosperity gospel when a third of the men lost their job. Mm. And we come back to the simple gospel, original gospel, mm. no adding, no subtracting. And, and the way that I can flip that question around in another yeah. way, yeah. in a very nice way, <laughs> is saying when I see God face to face, he's gonna say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I wonder then if he's gonna look over our shoulder and say, who else did you bring? America, you had 100,000 churches and there were 100,000 7.8-year-old children waiting for adoption. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, international ministry, praise God, let's do it, let's feed the poor, let's do that, let's bring education. But our own children in America, I feel like we, out of all the generations, Randy, have the least amount of excuses. As as an adoptee, because I was adopted, I hear your brother.
2: Interestingly, I hear what you're saying about the idea that God is about what's in it for me, right? Because we're told to lose our lives for his sake to find it. I want to say something about prosperity, because you've given your life to the Lord and He's prospered you in some amazing ways. He has. My family, number one, like wow, talk
1: about prosperity. Yeah,
2: so (laughs) so it's it's allowing maybe it's allowing God to define prosperity. And it's about That's seeking it. His will, not our own. Amen. And then we suddenly find that,
1: that God has amazing yeah. blessings for us. And, and Randy, I'm not telling someone to stop praying for something, yeah. right? Right. But but, right. but the number one is don't go around and tell everyone, I'm praying for God to get me a car. Yeah. Go get a job, save up some money <laughs> and go buy a car and ask God for actually even more to a point that you can even buy a car for someone else there you one go. day. There you That's go. the mentality. To understand that yes. we, if I have cancer, we're going to pray that that cancer goes, just like my dad. But we know that this earth, Earth, ain't our eternal home right. we know we're going up there so if my dad didn't die of cancer he would have died of something else eventually we're all going home mm-hmm. so we can pray for cancer to be gone we can pray for arms and legs I have a pair of shoes in my closet in case God gives me arms and legs <laughs> but I'm not waiting around for them mm-hmm. I'm complete uh, cancer or not rich or poor I yeah. am complete because Jesus lives in me I, and I love him
2: oh, I love that
1: no excuse. God has a calling on our lives. Is Jesus more than enough or is he not? Is exactly right. That's the bottom line. Exactly right. And then if he is, let's let's share him.
3: When hmm. you talk about that situation in the Ukraine? Yes, and I've been there. I've, I mean I've, I've been there and I've seen there's some beautiful people there, but Absolutely. I hear you talk about that and I think that's what I'm longing to see in America. I'm longing to see, you know, when I, I come from Scotland and I'm reading of the old revivals and even of the Welsh revival, where men would come out of the pub and they'd walk past the church and fall on their face because the power of God was so present. What do you think? I mean, if you were sitting here and all America was listening, which they're not, by the way, but if everybody was listening. They are, you are. <laughs> but if you could, I mean, what would you say to us as the church in America? who, you know, we say that we want to see revival, but I wonder if we've lined our lives up in such a way that revival is possible.
1: Do me a favor, um, put your left hand out and separate your fingers palm to the ceiling. Um, the other way around, so you, yep, good. If you have grain and if your fingers are apart, the grain is not gonna be caught. But when you put your fingers together, you cup it. The fivefold ministry, as far as scriptures, thank you so much for that beautiful prop. And thank it's you a lovely a hand, by yeah. the way. That was very, very nice. That's a life. little yeah. round of applause yeah. there. Yeah. But the fivefold ministry of apostles and teachers and evangelists, I feel like the church thinks that there's only a couple evangelists. Mm. Billy Graham was asked, Who's the next Billy Graham? He's like, All of you are the next yeah. Billy Graham. Yeah. We are all evangelists, and actually, we must understand the basics. When you know the gospel, Can you in three minutes share the gospel? Can you look me in the eye and tell me who were you before you met Jesus Christ and what happened after he came into your life? Mm. Most Christians don't know how to do that. They haven't written their testimony down. Everyone who's 50 years old, please write your testimony down for your great, great, great grandkids. Mm. Write your testimony, it's the power of your word and testimony, his word, your testimony. But I'm gonna say this, revival. There are many people who are praying for revival, and I'm all for that. I'm I'm all for a million people going to Washington, D.C. and praying for our country. But what if we could actually bring the evangelist a boat and the net? Within the church of 100 members, there's at least one or two who really feel called to be an evangelist. Through the church, in the church, by the church, for the church, empower those evangelists. And why can't we see a million Americans, watch this, it's just a numbers game. A million Americans preach the gospel to 20 people in a day. Okay. How long would it take to reach the whole nation? Sixteen days. Three minutes, 20 people, one hour a day, 16. Can we do that? Could we do that? So that's the question. Isn't that exciting to anybody when Jesus says, when God says in the Bible, that when every single soul hears the gospel of Jesus Christ, where? going home. We've got to stop reporting, we've got to stop complaining, and we're going to say, hey, make sure that our own teenagers are living. God's way. As much as we can, meet them halfway. Share with them the Bible. If they're living in my home, they're going to be under my rules. Hey, I, I got my rules in my home. I take my phone to my dining table, my wife grabs my phone and puts it on the highest bookshelf. You understand me? Good and woman, good and, woman. That's it. And there's going to be there's going to be places where I'm going to take my sons to show them what an orphanage is Mm -hmm. and what a lost country is. Mm -hmm. And let's be the salt and light. Let's see the evangelists rise up and realize, hey, can we get to the basics? We need to counsel those who need help and we need to preach the gospel to the lost.
3: Yeah, there's something powerful about that because I took my son with me to Ethiopia when he was 15. Greatest
1: decision you could make as a yeah, parent. Yeah,
3: and he's in med school now, but now he wants to be a doctor in countries where they can't afford doctors because yeah. he believes that med medicine and ministry should go hand in hand. Yeah. But I think yeah. sometimes we're afraid of exposing our kids to the real world. But I think our kids want to know they do. It's like this faith is either radically real or it's forget it. It's the adults it. who don't want I know. it. I think that's it's true. It's the adults who
1: don't want it because I don't really want to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If I'm a pastor of a church, I'm not going to ask my members, "Hey, go down and build a house in Mexico." That's great. That's wonderful. No, before you go build a house in Mexico, let's also, since we're on the way to Mexico, let's go to Tijuana and let's go to the orphanage where there's single mothers and children dying of HIV/AIDS. Not because they have to, but because the church says you're not um, worthy of the medication that can save your life because God's punishing you for the decisions that you made. And cancer is the punishment for your sin. That's the orphanage I want to take my boys to. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the world. And when you're in front of 650 sex slaves in India and you know that Jesus is the only way, truth and life and you see slaves. Can I take two more minutes? Go Absolutely. For it. When you see slaves who were kidnapped at 10 years old, Mm. sold by their own mother for 700 US dollars. You can't say just be positive. You can't say be good, do good, and good's gonna happen. Mm -mm. Half the philosophies of the world go out of the window. Mm. Reincarnation better luck next time, is that what you're gonna tell Mm. them? What about the other religions? No. But tell him, for God so loved the world mm. that He gave His only one mm. son. He can heal you. He can take your broken piece and do something beautiful. And I've seen these girls mm. who find Jesus. They get a job. They save up money. Dave Raj, Teen Challenge, Mumbai. They save up money. They go back to the brothels with a bucket of water and a towel. Mm. They knock on the door where they were once a slave. They say, I've come here. I used to be a slave. I want to tell you about Jesus. Mm. And I love you. And I've come here to wash your feet. Mm. And after they wash their feet and the pimp madan Madonna is crying, why are you doing this? Well, because he forgave me. Who am I not to forgive mm. you? Mm. And I love you and I'm praying for your mm. soul. He's 700 bucks. They take another slave. They go find Jesus. They get a job. They come back twice as fast to rescue another one and another one and another one. When you know that Jesus is the answer and the cure, then it is our responsibility to be the salt and light, mm-hmm. be the hands and feet. Powerful, powerful.
2: You Nick, you you have in your heart and you live in your life this urgency to to preach the gospel yeah. and to walk it out in yeah. practical terms. Right. Why why do you think you, you have
1: to have both? Because then it's not real. You can't you can't really love someone without telling them the truth, and you can't tell them the truth without loving them. And so going hand in hand Um, The bottom line is, in my book, Be the Hands and Feet, many people don't feel like they can walk the walk or talk, say the words that needs to be said. But in my book, I cover how can you practically answer someone who has some really good questions like, God's an unfair God because he let the serpent in the Garden of Eden. I've learned how to actually, when they say, well, that's an unfair God, I say, no, he would be unfair to make Adam and Eve with free choice, but all they get to hear is his voice. (laughs) If Satan never said something contrary to what God said, then really, did Adam and Eve really have free choice? That was three sentences. Six big things why people don't give their life to Jesus. They say church is a business. Um, They say, I'm not a Christian because I know other Christians. I've been hurt by the church. And I'm an atheist because science explains everything. And my conversations last for seven minutes long with anybody with all this, and I help everyone be equipped in this book. Mm -hmm. How do you reach those people who are just, I'm never gonna come to church. Mm -hmm. You Christians are this and that. No, hey, I'm not a Christian because of Christians. I'm a Christian because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Christians might let you down, but the bottom line is make your decision. Will you believe in Jesus or not? Mm -hmm. And this is why. Mm -hmm. So truth and action. Truth, action, word word and and deed. That's Here's it. the book, people. It's
3: mm-hmm. this is fantastic book, Be the Hands and Feet, Living Out God's Love for All His Children. And one of the ways that we can do that is you know how committed we are here to feeding children who at the moment are, are dying for lack of food. So would you please watch this piece with me and then we'll tell you how you can get hold of Nick's book.
0: Almost one child in five in Angola does not live to see the age of five. This malnutrition clinic is a place of last resort in trying to save children's lives. When this administrator was asked about the number of children's deaths at his clinic, the answer was shocking. Malnutrition is an underlying cause in most of these children's deaths. That's why the work of these men is never ending. Digging small graves behind me you can
4: see a grave digger. He's digging a grave Just a small grave the size for a child Here today they've pre-dug more than 10 graves already and they will just keep digging grave after grave after grave These are graves that are have no name yet But the children that will go into these graves have a name They're a life a precious life That means the will to their mother, to their family. You see, you say, how do you predict graves? How do they know? They know. They know their children will die because of the ravaged drought in this area and how impacted these villages have been because of the fact that all around here, village after village, there are families that cannot provide enough food for their children. When you act, we're able to keep a child out of one of these graves, but your silence, your inaction means another child filling another grave means another mother whose heart is broken.
2: It breaks my heart to look at all those graves waiting to be filled. There's something else that's waiting to be filled. And that's a bowl. I'm asking you to join us in filling bowls so we can fill stomachs so they don't fill graves. Sheila, it's easy to do and it's profound in its impact. I know you've seen it.
3: I'll never forget um, last trip to Angola and walking into a malnutrition clinic and watching these precious little ones who it took every effort just to take the next breath. Um, watching their skin literally peeling off, their hair turning a strange color because of lack of protein. And when we were there the last time we watched a mom who brought in her little one that literally had moments left to live. And the clinic didn't have an incubator so this little baby was wrapped up in tin foil to try and restore some body heat. And it was absolutely heartbreaking and And then, but the thing that was amazing to me was the next day we went to another village where we already had Mission Feeding in place, and the children that I saw there that were lining up to get this bowl of food, they were, it was night and day, they were the way children should be, they were laughing and talking and playing, and it made me realise that so little can do so much. We can't all change the world, but we can change the world for somebody. I mean, literally just for $30. Do you know that $30 could provide food for three months for three children? I mean, that's nothing. If you go with your a friend to a movie, you, you blow more than that. But this will literally change a life. And I have walked by these little graves. In fact, the last time I was there, we were filming and then I said, oh, hang on guys, we need to quit. And we had to walk away because a family was arriving with their little one to fill one of those graves. This doesn't have to happen. If we're the body of Christ on the planet at this time, this should not be happening. And it's not a burden for us to do, it's a privilege. What a joy that we get to be the answer to some mother who's on her knees right now saying, please, Lord God, will you send somebody to help? And Randy, we can do it.
2: Yeah, we are the answer to their prayers. You are the answer to their prayers. When you fill that bowl, you fill their stomachs, you fill them with the love of God. It's so easy. Go to the phone right now. Please do the best you can. Go online and give. $30, $50, $100 feeds three, five, ten children for three whole months. We've got some gifts we want to spiritually nourish you as well, so request those when you call. But most of all, know that you can have a profound impact on someone's life. You can save a life. Join us today as we reach around the world with arms of love and feed these beautiful children
0: in the name of Jesus. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great. And without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With your support, Life's Mission Feeding Outreach can save lives by feeding and caring for children in the hardest hit areas of Angola, Mozambique and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50 or $100 will help feed and care for 3, 5 or 10 children for 3 full months. And with your gift of any amount, we'll send you Proverbs Power Successful Communication. This powerful CD series, along with study guide featuring Stephen K. Scott, unveils the secrets to incredible wisdom found only in the book of Proverbs. This series will give you the tools to transform your relationships in life. With your gift of $100 or more, request the complete Proverbs Power Library, featuring five power-packed sessions that include the power of vision, breaking through mediocrity, and much more. Finally, with your gift of one thousand dollars or more to help feed and care for one hundred children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today.
2: Do go to the phones, go online, make the best gift you can. We really can make a difference. And with your gift today, we will send you Nick's book. Would you? Thank Nick for being with us here on Life Today. Thank
1: you. Thank you for your life. Thank you, brother. Love LifeWithoutLimbs.org for any more info. LifeWithoutLimbs.org. Love you, brother. That's it. Thank you. Appreciate you
2: guys being here with us on Life Today. Join us every day.
0: Tomorrow on Life Today, Sheila Walsh hosts a special Wednesdays in the Word with four ladies with a shared passion for the forgotten children. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.